theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. We're up to Patriot Aleph. The first paragraph, third line from the top. Vihine. See, page Yud Aleph, third line, second paragraph all the way on the top. Vihine, Eitzel HaMashpia, by the mentor, by the Mashpia, the teacher, Kol Ma, Kol Kamo, Shema LaMachshavti Akademas, the more his machshava, his thought ascends, and he removes it from the previous hashpa. He removes his machshava from the previous involvement with what he has been teaching, because of this new hamtza, this new epiphany. He ne hamtza hachadosha miskarevis etzlebiyoser. So the new hamtza. The new insight, the new innovation becomes closer to him. Until it's grasped even by the part of the brain which we call das, which means umargish amitis anakuda, which at that point he feels the true point, the true nakuda of it, This is the klal the summation, the nekuda, the core, which comes only after all of the pratim, all of the details developed by the part of the brain that we call bina. Umemela, and thus, us, at that point, the third stage is going to happen. This communication to the student will cease completely and he will become quiet. Which causes what happens now? A complete interruption of the flow, of the flow of, of life and vitality by the recipient who was receiving his chius. He was so alive and enthusiastic and passionate because of this communication, but it now stopped. He was listening. He was attuned to the previous hashpa, to the previous flow. The word hashpa we use for the word influence. The actual translation of hashpa in Tanakh you have an expression, shif asmayim, a shefa. A shefa is like hashpa, a flow of water. There's a flow happening. That flow is interrupted. Like uh, imagine a, 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 a water current that flows, that's flowing through a brook, through a canal. It's interrupted. Vahaya, he was attuned to this. Vahaya misaneg. He was experiencing tainuk pleasure. He was experiencing a lot of delight. Shishu was like toying with it. Right? Shashuyim yoim yoim. Shlema Melech says about Tairetz. Spiltzeig is called in Yiddish. Spiltzeig. You know what Spiltzeig is? Huh? German, I guess. He was completely delight, delightful. He was receiving tremendous delight from the words of his master. Not only it was tainog, it was enjoyable. He was uh, reconstructed the parts of shalom with a complete face, a complete new spiritual organism or structure, medrush prati, from even an individual lesson. As has been explained before at length, 
Kanal is commotion is commotion commotion Whenever it says Kanal, right? Like it was explained before at length. Va'ata now and now the chios, this life, this flow of energy and and love and depth and wisdom and insight and awareness has become interrupted. At last, the third stage of departure occurred. There is generally, we all know, that there are the three cognitive faculties, which are a fundamental idea in Teres Anister, in Machshava, in Kabbalah, in Chesidus, in all Svarim that deal with this, which is Chachma Bin Adas. The famous acronym for it is Chabad. What is the difference between the three? So here we have a summation of it. Chachma, we know, is called the Klal. Bina is called the Prat. And Das, he says, is the Klal after the Prat. And what's the difference? Mayacha Chachma is the Klal. It's the moment that a person experiences what we call a flash, an epiphany, a barak, a blitz. It's the brainstorm. It's that moment of inspiration. It comes like from nowhere. Chachma is two words, kayachma. It comes and you say, what? Like, where did that come from? What is it? What is it? It's still very nebulous. You could still say, ma, what is it? Chachma also comes from a person saying, ma, what? From that deep curiosity and inquisitiveness and openness to something that is new, beyond what you're accustomed to. So Chachma is kayachma on many levels. It's the person saying kayachma. And it is also a kayach that's ma. It's very, still very unclear. Like mamish, the seed of life. The seed of life that is unleashed. It has tremendous intensity. It has tremendous power. But it's not even close to becoming a developed fetus. It still has to go through a tremendous process. As he said earlier in the earlier, earlier in the Maimah, that that tipa, we don't even know its fate. It still has to be differentiated in order to be able to see what is going on here? And in fact, that he may even turn out as a tipash eno hegenis, It won't be able to take root. It won't be able to, uh, meet the egg. It won't be able to fertilize the egg. It won't even, it may even be emitted completely, maybe spit out completely. It's called in halacha platas. Platas shechvazera. It's spit out, which means it has no place. There's no, it could never come into a keli. It could never take, get, get into the next stage. Chachma, in many ways, is, is the critical moment. It's it's that explosion of energy. The lightning goes off, or the light the light bulb goes off in your head, and it's a it's a new insight. It's a new hamtzah. It's the koyach hamtzah. All invention comes from that. Literally, like a kametzia. There's a pasuk in Mishle. We often learn in the Maimar with the Balatanya va'chachma may ayin timotze. Right? He calls chachma a metzia. Literally means chachma may ayin timotze. Where are you going to find chachma? You're going to look in the street and find chachma like you find a pen or you find something else in the street. Chachma you can't just find in the street. Balatanya says, chachma may ayin timotze in the positive. Chachma comes from a place called ayin, ayin in the soul, which we called koyachamaskal, which is not really ayin. It's, uh, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty loaded. Bases are loaded, but it's ayin in terms that I have no access to it. I call it nothing because it's, it's beyond the conscious horizon. <laughs> so I have no access. You know, we all look at the, you look at the sky and there's the horizon that you could see, what we call the 180 degrees. Beyond that exists. <laughs> in fact, there's much more what you don't see than what you do see. But in my horizon, in my conscious horizon, it's not here, so I call it iron.
So therefore, a lot of caffeine this morning. <laughs> so Chachma is that moment of uh, of a new insight, and when it comes, you know it's there. It came in. It's there's a clarity, there's a sharpness, there's an intensity, and it's always very brief, and it's always a klal. Chachma will never be very detailed. That moment, the aha moment, as we call it, aha, I got it. What did you get? Usually, you got just a few letters or a few words. By definition, it must be that way. Because it's, Chachma always comes as a nekuda. It's a seminal point. The word seminal is associated with the word semen, which is the English word for the tipa that comes from the father, which is why in Kabbalah, Abba is always the name for Chachma, and Ima is the name for Bina. Abba is Tati, and Ima is Mami. Bina is the Pratim that come after the Klau. Because a Klau without Pratim is is powerful, it may encompass everything, but only in a state of klal. And therefore the klal must be fleshed out, differentiated, categorized. And in that, of course, there are so many details, but it's all about details and nuances and more pratam and more pratam and more pratam. You have the idea, and it's true in everything in life, you have an idea, an idea of what you want your house to look like. (laughs) You have an idea of a new company, you have an idea of a a new idea about life. Whatever it may be, a small thing or a big thing. In an Indian, in Chachma, in wisdom, or in something else. In Torah, Lahavdal, in anything. But it's that moment of the idea which encompasses everything. But now you have to flesh it out and differentiate it and categorize it. Now you've got to build a house. Even before you build it, you need that blueprint of drawing. And here you're going to get stuck with a lot of stuff. Because when you just have that... Insight, everything goes. But now when you got to really flesh it out, flesh out the details, this doesn't work and this doesn't work and this is rejected. That's what he says. Sometimes the tipper has no hope. <laughs> Sometimes certain things you got to get rid of. Sometimes the whole thing you got to get rid of. But the point here is it's time to flesh it out and here you have, you literally build a full mansion. And there's different floors and different departments and different components. And the more you do it in Bina, the more developed it can become. Now, you really have it. Chachma, you don't have it, it has you. Chachma is inspiration, Bina is perspiration. Chachma is a klal, Bina is a prat. Chachma is an akuda, and Bina is never an akuda. Bina is an akuda that is now fully developed. Mamish, like what the woman does for the tipper, it's absorbed, it fertilizes the egg, it develops into an embryo. And now it goes through tremendous stages of growth, growth where that microscopic drop becomes something that is fully developing. And suddenly you'll recognize different limbs and different organs. In a tipper, you're not going to see the difference between a brain and a heart and a kidney and a liver and a pancreas and arms and legs, even though the organism can't function without all of these different components. But as the klal develops into protum through the woman, bina yisayri nitnabisha, was gifted with kayach, details and implementation and practicality, suddenly this child becomes a, 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 a miracle. I mean, it's always a miracle, but the miracle happens as it takes on shape. And as it takes on shape, there's also differentiation. The head is different than the toe, and the heart is different than the liver, and the nose is different than the ears. And in the differentiation, suddenly you get to see what was in that tipa. That's what koyachabina is. There are different people who are more blessed in one and in, other, in others. 
The people who are gewaldekem amtsiyem, gewaldekem achatshem. They know how to come up with new ideas, but they never know how to develop it. And there's others who have a tremendous koyach of bina. They know how to explain and develop, but they can never come up with a new idea. They usually have to steal from the chachma people, and then they make it a success. <laughs> you have these 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 the concept when the chachma and the bina meet together. It's it's a powerful recipe. Because very often people who are blessed with right brains are not such good in left brains, and left brains are not always good with right brains. It's very different uh, function, very different functions. If you live only in the world of Chachma, there's always something new, but it doesn't take root. And if you live only in the world of Bina, things are always being categorized and developed and um, and differentiated and fleshed out. But the Koyach of Chachma is the Chiddush, the Hamtzah. After Bina, you have to come to Das. And Das is a critical component. Das is really synthesizing Chachma and Bina. It's the cloud that comes after the Pratim. And the cloud that comes after the Pratim is what we call Das. And that's what allows a real, real mastery of the subject. Because in Chachma, you, you, you have everything, but you also have nothing. It's the lightning. It's so bright, it's so light, but it's just for five seconds. If you could remain in the world of Chachma, you'll have it. But you can't remain in the world of Chachma because Chachma emerged only because your eye was not present. Because your eye was not present, Chachma can emerge. And that's another element of Koyachma. Koyachma is the Koyach that requires the Ma, the complete submission of the person. You will always see the following fact. The Balatanya writes, Chachma will only happen when you are completely tuned in and focused on the insight, nothing else, to the point that your intellectual ego has been shattered with a complete curiosity and openness and bittal and surrender. Usually a person learns something and he's frustrated, he doesn't understand it. He reads it again and again and again and he doesn't understand it. So sometimes people give up, but this guy doesn't give up and he goes back and he's just annoyed. It's not he doesn't understand the language. He understands the language, he's reading all the words, it's just... It's just not going in. And there's a reason for it. Why is it that if you read uh, the sports section or newspaper, it has no problem going into your brain? Or people who sit and read the cereal boxes by breakfast, you ever did that as a child, you read the cereal boxes, it goes right in. Or the WhatsApp news items go right into the brain. But here you're reading something and it gets stuck. It's literally hitting a wall. What happened? And the answer, the answer from the Chabad Hasidic approach, approaches, if you have a cup of seven ounces, it can contain water of seven ounces. If you put it under a huge current of water, it can't contain anything. It, it resists it. It can't go through this wall. There are parameters. There are, there are parameters. There are fence. Don't allow it in. My brain has a certain shape. It has a certain kayak. I could get things that fit its faculties. If it fits my cup, Literally, Mike, this cup, if it's not a bad muscle, if it fits the cup and the shape of it, and this, I'm good, I'm in. But here's a new idea, a new insight. That's why it's so hard for adults to learn new things. For children, their koyachachachm is very open. Wet sponges, they absorb. But as adults, we learn to be very critical and really discriminate. And very often, I, I this is just who I am. I'm not going to learn anything new. If you can enhance what I know, great. So we listen to things. Oh, it's a new vart. It fits in. I could put it into that filing cabinet. I'm good. 
If it doesn't fit in, I reject it. Whatever I have the right words for it. Everyone has different words, how they reject things and feel good about it. It could be apicursus. It could be, uh, huh? Yeah, whatever the cynicism I use, always I have to justify because I don't want to say I'm just a fearful little baby who's afraid of hearing anything new that may shake up my paradigms and foundations. Who wants to do that? The Svasemis writes in Parshas Bamidbar, I think, about the Yid HaKadosh. The Yid HaKadosh was uh, one of the greatest Hasidic masters in Poland, and they called him the Yid HaKadosh. So he says, why did he get this name? Every Yid is a Yid HaKadosh. Yid means a holy Jew. So he says a powerful word. He says that the Yid HaKadosh, every day he experienced his Yiddishkeit as completely something new, as though he converted this day, as though he became a Ger today. Ah, he's been a Jew for decades. Every day he started all over again. So they called him the Yid HaKadosh. He just became a Yid. Because relative to yesterday, it was like an experience of Geiris by him. But it's a powerful insight in life. You know, becoming that new person. Like really being open to that newness. It's Let's face it, it's very difficult. Emotionally, it's so difficult. Because I'm not just saying a new thing, you know, like a new article or a new insight. I'm talking about really new. New for me, new for my life, new for my awareness, new for my paradigm. And there's also, you know, that could come with shame and with guilt and with pain and with regret and with remorse. Like, where was I for, for, for 40 years? You know, where was I? <laughs> where was I? So it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Chachma is not an easy thing to do on any level. Because my cup, my cup literally has its shape. It's ba- and its boundaries. What's Chachma? Chachma is literally breaking down the walls of your intellectual ego. Which is, huh? Talmud Chacham, yeah. The ne- definition of Chacham is Talmud. If there's no Talmud, there can't be Chacham. That's why you can have a 99-year-old Talmud Chacham. He's still called a Talmud. He's, he's, he's already a rabbi already many years, but he's still called a Talmud. Because the world of Chachma is always a Talmud. Koyachma, what? Children ask what? They don't stop asking what and why on everything. They'll ask you, why is the blue, why is the sky blue? Why is it not green? And why is all the grass green? Why is it not gray? And why is the cement on the, why is the tar black? I don't know, who asks these questions? <laughs> but there's a reason that the pigment of vegetation is green. There's a reason for it. <laughs> That's why all epiphanies will always come after. Not always, I can't say always, but they will often come after a moment when I'm frustrated with my own intellectual ego. I'm frustrated with the fact that I'm not understanding it, not in terms of I'm frustrated in an arrogant way, I'm frustrated in a humble way. And then at some point I'll revisit it. Consciously or even daydreaming, I'll be walking in the street and I don't even realize that I'm thinking about that thing that has been sitting in the depth of my brain and heart. And at that moment I'm completely tuned into the truth of the reality of the subject that I'm trying to understand but not even focusing on the fact that I'm completely tuned into it, because I'm, f- I'm focusing on the fact that I am completely tuned into it, I am not really open. But when I am completely tuned in, and I'm not aware that I'm being tu- I'm tuned in, in other words, there's no self-consciousness 
to impose itself on the experience, I become what's called a cholol reikon mamish, an empty womb, an open cavity, an open space. That's what the brain looks like at that moment. And you know what happens then? The walls break down. And as the walls of the intellectual ego break down, what happens? It creates space. It creates space for something that was infinite yesterday. Something that was beyond it. And and suddenly, whoop, wah, blitz. That's the lightning. goes off. You cannot consciously force Chachma. Never did it happen in history, as far as I know and I understand, that Chachma can be forced. You can You can try to facilitate it. You could build all the introductions, all the hakdamas, you know, a mikveh. You can build cisterns and build pipes and build infrastructure. If it doesn't rain, sometimes they wait months. You have everything. You have everything set up, but you need the rain, and that doesn't depend on you. Huh? You create the environment. You create the environment. Alts. You can add the beach already. <laughs> Soft music, sunlight, alts. <laughs> but it, it, it needs to rain. <laughs> there are birds who are male birds who prepare under the water today. You know, there's a lot of research of what we know about male birds who prepare grand uh, structures for their potential mates, for the female birds. And some of them do inc- incredible things. It's like, uh, you know, you can really learn for it what they do to prepare their home and to uh, entice their potential shidduch to come closer. And it's amazing. And then they wait. And then they wait. Because you can't force chachma. You know why? Because if I'm forcing it, it's not chachma. It's vitamin. What is the avoid of The avoid of chachma. The avoid of chachma is mamish bittel. <laughs> the person is in a state of ma. Moshe said, Moshe was That's why it was so hard for Moshe to speak. Moshe couldn't speak. Because when you're in a mode of chachma, communication is the worst thing. You ruin everything. Chachma, you're always in a state of Kabbalah, of reception. You're like glued to that which is above you. You're mesmerized by transcendent truth. And communication is the exact opposite. Communication is, I'm assertive, I have mastered, and I'm going to give it to you. Communication belongs to the world of Bina, the world of Das, much lower states. So Moshe says, In Halacha, there's an expression that Balatanya always brings, In Hilchus Kashros, the Halachas of Taruvis Kashros, when you're busy absorbing, you don't emit. It has to do with kashring, extracting blood from meat. So in halacha, there's an, in, in halacha, there's an exception. When you're busy, you're busy absorbing the liquid. At that moment, you're not going to be pilot. And chachma is all about bailea, absorption. So Moshe says, I am not a man of words. Kvat pe kvat loshen. Al pipshat, it just means that he had a speech impediment, however you explain it. Al pipnimius, the physical speech impediment came from a spiritual inability to be able to concentrate and focus and harness the words in a way that are going down rather than up. And yet he became the greatest Rebbe. 
And this week we started to read Eilah Hadvarim Asher Diber Moshe. And we have a whole book called Words. Right? It's almost like a paradoxical irony. When Hashem meets, when Moshe meets Hashem the first time, he says, Loi ish dvarim anoichi. I am not the man of words. But who wrote the book of words? Sefer Hadvarim. The whole Sefer, that's only him. Eilah Hadvarim Ashadibim Moshe. So for a man who was not a man of words, <laughs> he somehow did pretty well in terms of words to the point that his Sefer of words is studied thousands and thousands of years later, three and a half thousand years later. And it's words that have shaped society, transformed history and civilization. Not just Jewish civilization, much of civilization. <laughs> Not bad for loyish dvarim anaychi. But it's really haba <laughs> Because he was loyish dvarim anaychi, is dava saharan. There's what to hear. Because kvat pe kvat loshen. So a sta- the state of chachma is always a state of Complete bittal. I am so frustrated with the present that I, it triggers within me a commitment that by hook or by crook, I'm going to understand this. And how am I going to understand this? I'm going to tune in. And what does tuning in mean? I'm a cholol reikon. I'm empty. I'm open. No preconceived notions. You know what the challenge was? The challenge was I was trying to understand it. And my fact that I was trying to understand it didn't allow me to get it. Because if I'm trying to understand it, it's not going to go into the eye trying to understand it. And yet, if I don't understand it, how do I get it? So Chachm is that state of like complete humbleness and selflessness. Where you often, again, you can't realize that you're being selfless and humble. Because if you do, it's again a self-conscious experience. That's why you'll often see that epiphanies will happen when you don't expect them. You're sitting on a couch on a Wednesday, and boom. You're walking in the street, boom. People could be in a very interesting place. A person could be in the shower. A person could be just walking in the street. A person could be, I don't know, lying down in bed. Or reading, whatever it is. But, when it's least expected. But you'll notice, if you'll trace back the steps, you'll notice that for the last 10 minutes, your mind was completely immersed. And as that happened, there's an openness in you, and something that's behind your consciousness, the Koyach HaMaskal, the Ayin, can emerge. And there's a flow of consciousness. And it's like, wow. That's why Moshe could only, before he became the Rebbe, the ultimate Talmud, the 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 Hashem said, Adam, I will be with you. I'm the one who does it. But Moshe was essentially communicating that which is incommunicable. And that's why Chachmeh doesn't, doesn't come into Pratim. Because by definition, Pratim is the way I experience it. Chachmeh always is the truth in its pristine state. And the way it is in its pristine state is always on the kud. It's not made up of many words. It's not made up of pratim. It's like a picture. That's what we call raw. You see it. You just see the picture. How long does it take to see a picture? Like this. And you got it. You know, you got that full picture. You see the how. I could tell you, imagine the difference between I describing to you a story and seeing the story. Describing a house and seeing the house. You ever see the difference? Not because the your description is not good. It could be the best description in the world. But description by definition 
is coming from a place where you're not fully present. You don't see it. The thing is not revealed. Somebody else is sharing it with you. In Chachma, it's the moment that the truth is revealed. But here's the problem. The truth transcends my brain. And therefore, my brain actually, to some degree, shut down in order to be open. And now, it absorbs it. It comes in. And that's why it feels very good. The moment of Chachma has a special timing, like a special pleasure, that moment. Because like, wow. But if you stay with that moment forever, you're great, but you can't stay in that moment because that moment was a moment of bittle, of transcendence. Now you have to go back to yourself. The problem is you go back to yourself and you lose it. It has you, but you don't have it. Bina means you have it. But as the you emerges, the Chachma is not here anymore. So now you have to take that lightning and based on its light, figure out where to go. So now it's Rav Ayesapra. Now once you saw it, you can begin to tell the story. The problem is telling the story is much more frustrating. Because now you go detail by detail. It's called reconstruction. You have to reconstruct the picture. But it's it's a necessary tool because if you don't reconstruct it, there's no maintenance. There's nothing to do with it. It was too powerful. It was too overwhelming. So now it's all about reconstruction of that seminal idea and building it into a full-fledged reality. And that means there's a foundation, there's a first floor, a second floor, a third floor, and maybe a skyscraper that's 166 floors when you're finished and you're done. And now you come in and you're like, wow. And every pipe has its space. And every electrical circuit has its place. And the, there's the plumbing, and there's the electricity, and there's the and there's the foundations, and etc. The interior and the exterior, ultimately till the last finalized touches, and you have here a full mansion. This is Bina, all about Protin. But now you have to have Das. What's Das? Das is critical because Das is what often happens is people see the trees and they lose the forest. Das is going back to Chachma after Bina. And that means, you know, sometimes this is very common, for example, in learning Gemara because it's so many Pratim. person will learn a sugya of Gemara, right? And then at the end, you learned it, you learned it well. Boy is sitting all day and learning it. And then you'll come and say, so tell me the Nekuda in a sentence. Uh, well, Abayah said this, or Rav said this, or Abnachman said this, or Yosef said this. So, no, no, I got it. Tell me, <laughs> tell me the Nekuda. <laughs> Give me the forest. I know there's 20,000 trees. I got it. And every tree is amazing. And you could sit for six months on every tree, especially if you're in a yeshiva where they really try to go deep. They sit on every Rajba and every Rebekah and every Ramban and every Ritzvah and every Rebchayim and every Berchashmol and every Rebnachim and you sit and every Rebshmol, so you go deeper into the tree and deeper and deeper and then you get to the roots. <laughs> And now you have the roots, and then I say, so tell me about this forest. What forest? That's not learning. It's missing something very essential. The bina is important, but only, but after, bina is critical, but after bina you have to go to das. And what's das? Das, as he puts it here, is the actual nekuda. And it's a very interesting lesson when he describes das. He says, Margish amitis in Chachma, you're also margish the Nakuda. <laughs> but in Chachma, it's the Nakuda that's beyond Pratim. In Chachma, it's the Tipa before differentiation. 
In Das, you come back to the Nakuda and you have the bottom line, the core. I really have it. Now you have it. Because in Bina, there's so many details you can get lost. Das is bringing it all back to Tachlis. What is the ultimate, the real, real Nakuda? And you could sometimes summarize. That's the power of a Kitzer. What's the power of a Kitzer? Right? The power of a Kitzer is, you just learned. You learned a few pages. Could you summarize it in a sentence? In two sentences. It's impossible. Well, if it's impossible, then you didn't get it. You got one detail, another detail. There's no real mastery of it. Which always requires much more depth. That's why Das is much deeper. Because Das means you really have to get to the point. Not the fog. And you have to know the difference between the peripherals, the peripheral, and the essentials. To get to the Nakuda, you have to be able to pinpoint what is the real, real point. Because in Bina, it's very easy to get lost in the Pratim. So Das requires that being tuned into the Emes, to what's the ultimate truth of it. So that's the klal, the prat, and the klal after the prat. That's why in the formulas of Rabbi Shmuel, how we deduce Torah, you have klal u prat, you have prat u klal, you have klal, prat u klal. And in Shas, it's a whole sugya, how that works in Chumash. There's a klal, there's a prat, there's a klal. So in the klal, you have everything. Before the pratim, in the prat, you have details, and then in das, you have the pratim that come after and are born the cloud that comes after and is born from the Pratim. And in any new idea, you have to go through these three stages in order to turn it into something that is really enduring and powerful. That's why Das is also connected with Dveikas, Adam Yodes Chava. When Adam is together with Chava intimately, it says Adam knew Chava, Yoda. It doesn't say he was wise about Chava, he understood Chava. I don't know if he understood Chava. <laughs> Adam, I don't know if that's possible, but Adam Yodas Chava. In Tanya and Peri Gimel, he says, Das is Loshan, his Kashrus ve his Chabrus. Shemekasher daitoi bekesher amitz ve chozak maoid ve yitka machshaftoi bechoizak veenemesich daitoi. We have a concept in Allah called Hesach Das is connection. Chachm is also connection. Bin is also connection. But Das is, there's an intellectual intimacy, real, real connection. You really have it. It's really one with you. In Chachma, you can't say it's one with you. It overtook you. It overwhelmed you. You became subsumed in it. In Bina, you can't say you're one with it. You're still in the middle of figuring around and developing and you have all the details. But Das is like fusion. That fusion between you and the idea. Fusion in a positive sense. Huh? In the house, when it's done, yeah, in the house, it's like the finished product. Bemela, there can be also relevance. Bemela, there could also be relevance. That's another element, that it's relevant, it's this application. Because whenever you get to the real Nakuda, you're ready for real application, for practical application. Whenever you get to the Nakuda. So that's the pshat. Let's understand that when the teacher is teaching everything we described about teaching, which I'm not going to repeat now, you have the chazer, and he gets a new hamtzah. He, he, he needs three stages now in his own life. Chachma, bin and das. And in every stage, what happens? 
he gets more and more distant from the student. He has to. In the stage of Chachma, which is stage one, wow, something just popped into his brain. He'll continue speaking. He'll continue speaking. It just happens. Trust me, it happens. <laughs> Your middle of speaking, it's the best time, that, that's the time it happens. You wish it wouldn't, but it does. It's because, like we learned before, it's because you're speaking that it happens. Because, because Kayachai Dibur is Kayachai Schalkus, and Kayachai Schalkus is Mavare. Besides the other explanations. But it happens Dafka during the Shia. It would have happened the day before, he would have been very happy. <laughs> Didn't happen. He has a script. He's prepared. He went through his whole symptom, and suddenly, boom! He could leave it alone but he's losing something priceless that will never come back. It's going to go right up in the Kaya Hamaskal and it's going to remain dormant there for another 65 years. <laughs> he can't take chances. When you have a moment of Chachma, you can't be confident it's coming back tomorrow. It's not coming back tomorrow. It's just the way it works. It goes way back into the iron and it disappears and you lost it. And therefore, he puts his mind to it. So in the first stage of Chachma, he could still continue speaking. Remember, he's prepared. He, true, his level of intensity and chiyos is diminished. The student will feel a certain uh, absence, a certain distance, but not to the point that he's not continuing the class. He could continue it. Why? Because what happened was his Chachma became attuned to a new amtsa, to a new insight, and therefore he could continue, he could still continue talking. Why? Because since it didn't get into pratim and machshava, it didn't get into details, so therefore it does not contradict the ability to be able to continue the communication. Although you will not have the full presence. You can't have the full presence because a part of his brain went elsewhere. But there's stage two, and that's Bina. And Bina is already, you become occupied with it. And here what will happen is he'll continue to wing it, but as he says, suddenly he might say the wrong words. <laughs> the words from the other file come in here, and it's like, what? You know, uh, the Gemara describes in Psachim the difference of, of, of nimnum and, and, and different types of sl- levels of sleep. Nisnamnemu or nirdemu. So nirdemu is your mom is fully asleep. I talk to you and you don't answer. Then there's a kind of called nimvalainim. You're awake, but you're not awake. So somebody talks to you, you could sometimes answer and sometimes you say things, right? And then why did I just tell that to you? Because I was dreaming about it. So that's because you're in a state of slumber. Here you're not in a state of slumber, you're actually awake. But you're in awake in a different realm. So what will often happen is it will affect the actual communication. So he may still continue it and he's speaking, but that communication may be derailed because of the involvement in the new idea. It's not just that his pinimius is not there, that the dvarim ayotzim and alev is not there, but the chitzonius is fully fine because he's winging it. But what might often happen is that that inner numachshava of bina will affect the chitzonius as well. And of course, 
the student will feel yet a greater absence and a more absence of the teacher and less of the flow of communication. Because again, as he puts it, even if it would be organized and everything in a good day, he has to strain himself. He has to be completely attuned and focused on a good day. But certainly on such a day, which he may call not such a good day because his teachers has something going on, it becomes very, very difficult for him to absorb. But this is only a preparation or only a hint of what's going to come in stage three. And in stage three, as it enters from Chachma into Bina, into Das, in other words, the Hamzah gets closer and closer. Until he wants to really get it, now he must become quiet. There's an abrupt silence, he just can't continue talking. Now there's no multitasking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Chachma and Bine, you could still wing it. Yeah, you can't. When you're in a place of Das, it's iskashros, you connect it. And you can't be connected to two things that are different simultaneously. We think we could in the modern world, but we can't. Either you're connected to this, or you're connected to that. Yeah, Nukudas Hatamtsis is very much Das. And the, what's Tamtsis? Tamtsis is, the Tamtsis is, in, in Halach we have Dam Hatamtsis, right? The essence, it's what's squeezed out of everything. You know, squeeze it out and give me the essence. Take out all the liquid, huh? The concentrate, concentrated, yeah. That's Tamtsis. And for that, you have to have a new amkus. Das is always associated with depth, amkus. Because if it's superficial, you will never get the nekuda. You will have it blurry. Essence, essence, yeah. You have to remind me. I guess so. <laughs> That's true. That's natural. When when something when, when you have experience in something, you usually have much more das. <laughs> das is enhanced by experience, because what does experience do? Experience brings you into contact with reality. That's why we have an expression in something called a bardas. A person's a bardas. Not a chachem, not a maven. You have a lot of mevinim, they're called consultants. <laughs> Experts. You know, you pay them $4,000 an hour and they become consultants. But then there's somebody called a bardas. What's a bardas? Bardas doesn't mean he has encyclopedic knowledge. Bardas doesn't mean he's brilliant. You know what bardas means? Bardas means, ah? Huh? He has a real understanding of the situation in all of its ramifications. Yeah. That's why it's so, it's so, it's so powerful. It's not that he's brilliant. <laughs> huh? Abardaz, he really connects to the reality and he sees what the results are, what the ramifications are, what the practicalities are. It's applied to reality. In other words, it's real. It's not some abstract idea somewhere with interesting details. On every level, Das is getting to the realness of it. And whatever that means. So if it's a business question or if it's a family question, everything will be taken into consideration. Not just have a brilliant idea. 
You know, how will it affect your health and how will it affect your marriage? How will it affect your kids? How will it affect your serenity? How will it affect you in a year and five years? It's, 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 it's the full picture. It's always the full picture and seeing the full picture. You'll say, cut, there's an expression in halacha, cotton ain't like das. Cotton doesn't have das. You have children who are brilliant. You have 11 year old kids who know more than a lot of adults. Right? But it's still not das. Why? There's a lack of maturity. What does maturity mean? What does maturity really mean? Anybody here is mature who can describe what maturity means? What does it mean to be a mature person? Yeah? Immature. <laughs> you can describe immaturity. Yeah, your child is playing with a knife, and you say you can't play with that knife, and you explain it to him, or he's already on his eleventh candy or eleventh ice cream, right? And you explain to him that it's really not good for you, and you take it away, but he's not impressed. <laughs> not because he doesn't understand; he probably understands it better than you. But there's a certain disconnect. There's a certain disconnect. I can understand it on one level, but it's not connected. Das, there's no disconnect. Why? Because when you really typhus the emes of it, you typhus the emes on every level. And that means including the way it applies to real life. That's why das is the key for midas, because das is what will make it relevant. Because if you'll get to the core, 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 you will see all of its results. And if it's detached, ultimately you're not getting to its emes. Is it maturity Huh? <laughs> Well, Malchus is another component. Malchus is the ultimate fruition of it. But here we're talking still the way it's in the mind. Okay. Das is still cognition. It's not yet implemented. But the way it's in the mind, it's, there's a full hiskashras. There's a Adam Yada Eschavam. Yeah. So Das is not experience. But when you have experience, you'll have Das. Because <laughs> you won't be able to fool yourself. You just know what it is immediately. You understand? Experience, somebody has experience with something, automatically it facilitates a deeper das. Because you're not speaking in the heavens. It's not abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's part of being toifas amitis hanakuda. Amitis hanakuda means you get to the truth of the core. That means also that if there are practical applications, you will touch them. You will touch on them. You won't be able to ignore them. That's always the Mila, you know. Uh, uh, in Pilpulim, people have Pilpulim, in Halacha, right? How does it lead to, to, to practicality? When somebody has to answer a Shaila, they have to go much deeper into the Suya. Because you can't fool yourself and deceive yourself. Oh, it's a Svara, it's a Svara. But does this svara carry you all the way to practicality? Sometimes when people, you know, they're in the world of pilpul and more svaras and more svaras, but there's no practical application, and they're not compelled to do a practical application, you can get away with much more confusion. But when you know this is going to be practically relevant, and somebody calls you and says, so what should I do? Do I do it? Am I allowed to do it or not allowed to do it? It challenges you to go much deeper and really get to the bottom line. So it's not that das is halacha lamaisa, but it's das that's critical for halacha lamaisa. Always. Because does this MS hold true in the real world? <laughs> the fact that it's a nice idea, nice, okay, beautiful. So in stage three of das, as the mashpia, as his machshava ascends 
ascends from the place that he is now in, where he's communicating, in a state of histalkos, his machshava departs, bi'ilui achar ilui, goes higher and higher, higher and higher means deeper and deeper, more connected to the new level of awareness that has entered into his consciousness. When it enters from Chachme into Bina, there is more distance, but when it comes from Bina to Das, because he really is getting close to it, he will become completely silent. The flow will be completely interrupted. Because when he's in that state of experiencing the Das, the Klal after the Pratim, it's impossible to be able to continue communicating. Just can't. Now he has to be completely tuned in. Das is not superficial anymore. No compartmentalization. No compartmentalization. If there's no compartmentalization, what happens? He's carried away and he's abruptly silent. And not another word comes out of his mouth. So from terms of the Makabal, the entire flow just ceased. The whole flow that was moments ago serving as the lifeline of the student. This was, as he said, a re- we're talking about a real student. Not a student who's just there because he doesn't have what to do in the morning. I don't, I don't mean present company. I mean that concept of a student who's just there, you know, he's half, half, half present. But we spoke about the Talmud Muvik who doesn't want to lose a word. When he comes, he comes with his full presence and he allows himself to be reconstructed in all of his ten spheres. Just like the teacher came down and became present in all of his ten spheres. It's always quid per quo. It's quid per quo. What he brings in, he receives. So he's there with all of his ten spheres, beginning with his keser, his tainuk, his chachm, his bin, his das, his midas. He's also ready to change, practically, on every level. And there's this flow, and it's happening, and it's awesome. And he's tuned in, and he's glued in, and boom. First he sees the teacher is less enthusiastic. Suddenly he starts hearing, yeah? Jacobson instead of Schneerson. Suddenly he starts hearing, and I don't know where this guy is. Something is going on in his house. And then suddenly, boom, he's not here. Hello, he's gone. He's silent. So the whole flow, the whole chiyos, the whole time comes to a complete interruption. Okay. Something really struck me that converges to what you were saying. That's before. One of the Russian Yes. Um, about the whole creation. Klal, Prat, Klal. Moira de Kavart. We talk about but it's it's qualitative. Meaning klal is a general kind of forest, the trees, the point of das is to go back from it. We shouldn't lose you know, the forest. The Nakuda. Because Prat is a different way of looking at something than klal. Yes, always. Looking at it in its original form. You have to, yeah. Prat is qualitative. What's interesting is the more so often have composed klal, prat, and klal to read the music. Yeah. Ribuyamiut are very quantitative. Words. I'm just wondering if you can actually work out 
because Rebbeim is a very quantitative word. And Kuala Prat, we're saying a really, really qualitative. When we say it's Ke'ena Prat, we're not saying it means that we're trying to be my a certain number of things. We're saying we're looking at this in a qualitative rather than quantitative way. So just think about that Machlokas everywhere. Interesting. Okay, it's... it's to be ma'ayin, the machloikas of ribuy miyut and klalo prat. It's a fascinating machloikas to understand the pnimiyas of it. Yeah. The koyach of pratim is deeper than the, it's a different, it's a different faculty. It's like a different part of the brain. I mean, we know it. You see people who are very, you know, detailed oriented, yeah. It's like a different dimension of the brain. You have people who are big picture people. You also have people who are very intuitive. And people who are not intuitive, but they're, they'll, you know, they'll schwitz with what you give them. Yeah. Pleasure to have you physically here, not just virtually. Maisa? Oh. I think so. In this sense, there's something in Gemara called in Sanhedrin, La Sukkah Shmaitza to be able to conclude a sugya with halacha. What's the value of it? The value of it is it challenges you for such a level of clarity that will not exist if you're not compelled to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you'll see a teacher is a very good teacher, and he has good students and everything, but he has no experience with the real world. So he guides his students in a particular way, which may have a lot of value, but as they encounter reality, it becomes very difficult for them, because he has no connection with it, like... When you live in an ivory tower and you create a reality, it's great if you could stay there. And he stays there his whole life. That's why it's so important, you know, to be able to have, huh? To be able to have a connection with the world that the student is going to face. Yeah. I think that the person can't have multiple connections, but the concept of arising to Shibrifil and as far as you always want, it's a level where you can connect all three at once, but you don't have to lose both at mm. That's very deep. Yeah, because otherwise, how do you maintain? <clears throat> oh, I once heard someone describe it as like a bird with his wings that have tied. Mm-hmm. Years ago, when it's Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there will usually be something that comes. There will be a chach, a flow that comes in. It's going to rain at some point. But I, I cannot, I cannot predict when, and I can't force it. Right. No, no. The same thing with, uh, with learning. You know, you can be trying to learn all your life. Uh, you yeah. Go somewhere in your own place. 
on one day, it just boom, fits into the place. So, I think so. I'm trying. I'm gonna. I'm gonna know tomorrow. Okay, but slacha zaygazon. Those machen asach gelt. You guys do the same mitzvah. One guy knows the halachas. One guy has gone into the all the depths of all the sugis there. I'm asking, what's the difference between their two uh, the two actions? The action. Listen, the main thing, ma'isa hu aikir. You know, the action is action. But here we're talking about the cognition before the action. In terms of action, the action is an action. Ayid eats matzah, he did a mitzvah. He puts on tefillin, he did a mitzvah. He gives stuck, he gave a mitzvah. That's not a question. Some mitzvahs, machleikas, shrikhis kavan, ain't shrikhis kavan. A lot of hatzlacha. Pleasure to have you. Of course, of course. Of course. But he has a he has a dream, but he has to get back to, to the original flow. Of course. This is all the teacher who has a new idea. Sometimes the teacher doesn't have a new idea, but he's still not present. But that's a difference. And that's that's a travesty. That's not a good thing. But it'll, it'll be immediately noticeable in the quality of the receptiveness. It works together, you know, midah keneged midah. The Makabal becomes a mirror of the Mashpia. The Mashpia is there in all of his ten spheres, so the Makabal will show up in all of his ten spheres. The heart will trigger the heart. The mind will trigger the mind. The commitment will trigger the commitment. Like we learned before about Kamayam Haponam Laponam. I, I, I learned very often when you make presentations. If you make presentations like uh, you make just points. What's the power of a story in presentation? It's the power of Das. What's the power? You could say the greatest ideas and everybody is dead. Huh? So why is it? Okay, okay, I understand if a person is tired and lazy, just tell me a story. But I'm talking about uh, top-tier people who maybe even be very, you know, accomplished and they're ready to hear ideas. But the story uh, clinches it. Why? <laughs> I think part of it is that's the Kayach of Das. What's a story? A story you get it from experience. Yeah, it's something that any, anybody can relate to. Everybody can relate to. So that's the, that's the connection. It's the connection. And it's, it's relevant. It becomes about real life. It's the idea tested in real life. It doesn't live in an incubator <laughs> in an island. A story is, you know, in a story there's always the tension, the victory, the triumph, etc., This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.